Today, I'm going to preach on uh, one of the Psalms. Uh, I'm going to put aside uh, the uh, Feast of uh, the Lord uh, from Leviticus 23 that I had originally thought I would uh, present. But again, I'm going to put that aside and look with you at a Psalm, uh, a Psalm that I have studied in the past, that we have gone through in the past, and that Jared has taken us through in the past as well. But uh, this is the psalm that I want us to consider uh, this morning. Before we get into the sermon, though, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we, uh, we are grateful that uh, you love us and you want to minister to us today. Thank you so much for your care, for your grace, and again, for your love. Heavenly Father, we pray that, uh, uh, that you would work and that you're working in our lives and in our relationships and in our homes and in our church would all be to your honor. Uh, we remember that our chief end is to glorify you. Please, Heavenly Father, Enable me, enable all of us in this message to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone has written about Psalm 46, that in it we find divine resources to sustain us in the difficulties of life. Psalm 46 may have been composed when the nation of Judah was going through a great difficulty in her life or right after that difficulty. Let's read Psalm 46 and then go on to notice four resources from the Lord for life's difficulties. Psalm 46, Martin Luther's favorite psalm. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The first resource 
we see in Psalm 46 for our difficult times is the refuge of God. Notice verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. The word refuge means a shelter from danger. It means protection from trouble. That is one thing we want when we are going through difficult times, is it not? Shelter, protection. We don't want to be overcome by our difficulties. We don't want to be beat up and destroyed by them, tossed about and drowned. We want to be kept safe. We want to be cared for. Turn to Mark chapter four and look with me at a story that begins in verse 35. Mark four, starting at verse 35. That day, we read, when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. The disciples on this occasion were in great danger. They were out on a lake traveling to the region of the Gerasenes when a raging storm came up. Their lives suddenly were on the line. They easily could have drowned. Question, what was it that they wanted? For what did they cry out? Answer, they wanted to be cared for. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? They wanted a protector. And that is what Christ was to them. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. For our difficulties, no matter what they may be, Psalm 46 tells us we have a protector. We have one who cares for us. And Christian, that one is the Lord God. Someone has said the theme of Psalm 46 is the security of God's people amid the storms of life. I like that. I appreciate that truth very much. God will see to it that nothing 
outside of his control and will and love will take place in our lives. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We are going through a real difficulty right now with this virus, are we not? And some of us have more than just that difficulty in our lives. Here's another psalm for us to keep in mind. Psalm 91, verse 4. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Nothing outside of our God's control and will and love will take place in our lives. The second divine resource we see in Psalm 46 is the strength of God. Verse one, once more, God is our refuge and strength. Dr. Warren Wiersbe has said, in our difficulties, we go to God for shelter, but we don't do that to hide from our troubles. God doesn't want us to run from the situations that come to our lives. He wants us to face them, go through them in him. He continues, we go to him then for protection, to be taken care of in the midst of our challenges, and we go to him also for strength, to receive the wherewithal to deal with our circumstances. Our God protects us from evil happening to us, and he strengthens us to accomplish his will in our difficulties. Most of us, perhaps all of us, are familiar with the part of David's life when King Saul was trying to kill him. That started when David was in his late teenage years, and it lasted for the next 10 years of his life. For an entire decade, David, a man after God's own heart, had the king of all Israel after him in order to end his life. You talk about having trouble. Psalm 18 is a psalm of David about his experience with Saul and with other enemies as well. Uh, please turn to Psalm 18 and notice a few verses in it with me. Psalm 18, when you get there, you will observe from its introductory heading, is a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, which he sang to the Lord 
when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. I wonder, do we sing to, do we praise, do we give thanks to the Lord God when we experience what we have been studying from Psalm 46? When we experience his refuge, when we experience his strength, or in the midst of our difficulties, do we just complain, moan, become bitter about these challenges? Notice verse 2, first of all. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. For 10 years, David had Saul on his back, but for 10 years, he also had the Lord as his refuge. That was our first point. Now, also notice verse 1. I love you, O Lord, my strength. Not only did David receive protection from God, he also received strength from God. God supplied David every day with the strength he needed to keep going, with the strength he needed to go through his difficulty to God's glory. Skip over to the end of verse 30. The end of verse 30. He meaning God, is a shield for all who take refuge in him. Once again, that was our first point. Now, verses 32 and 33. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. I was driving my car just a few days ago, and as I was driving on this road, a deer came running up a wooded hillside, across the road, and then went up another wooded hillside. I slowed down and I, I observed the feet, the legs of that deer, and I saw strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. That is what God wants to do for us in our challenges. We can do all things through him who gives us strength. Let's ask, is this the way we approach our difficulties? We think of God protecting us, and we think of God strengthening us. Unfortunately, there have been many times when I have not approached my difficulty that way. Oh God, what's going on? What are you doing? Take this away, take this away now. Why am I having this trouble? 
Unfortunately, that's the way I have been too many times, far too many times. By God's grace, let's become the way of the Bible. Let's accept what comes to us and let's deal with it in God's strength, to God's glory as God protects us. God is our refuge and strength. Going back to Psalm 46, there are two further things I want you to take with you about God being our refuge and strength. Two further things. A, notice the end of verse 1 in Psalm 46. It says, God is an ever-present help in trouble. Do you know what ever-present means? In regards to his children, God is always there to help. Every time we have a challenge, we have his refuge and strength. Moses certainly had a lot of difficulty in his leading of the children of Israel. Read the story. See the difficulties, but also see that God was always there to give Moses the help that he needed. Surely, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age, Jesus says to us. And then B, also notice verses 2 and 3 of Psalm 46. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. You may think that you have some troubles now that are too great for God the virus, etc. Too great for God. What you have heard this morning is true for some difficulties, but not for yours. Not true. Absolutely not true. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, we will not fear, for God is our refuge and strength. There is no difficulty that is too great for God. I close this second point about God's strength with this. Psalm 46 in verse 4 talks about a river whose streams make glad the city of God. You may know that the great Egyptian cities were built on the Nile River. Babylon was built on the Euphrates. Rome is built by the Tiber. London by the Thames. And the greatest city in North America, Philadelphia, is built by the Delaware River. But Jerusalem had no river running through it for a water supply. What then is being referred to here in verse four? It is the Lord God 
and his constant supply of strength, of blessing, of grace for his people. We believers are the city of God, and the Lord God dwells in our midst, and the Lord God ever gives us of his presence to live for him. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Well, let's move on. Divine resource number three, the promises of God. What a combination. Protection, power, and the promises of God. Look at verses 5 and 10 of Psalm 46. Verse 5, promise. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Verse 10, promise. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. As I have told some of you in the past, as we have studied Psalm 46 in the past, there are some Bible students who think that the historical background of Psalm 46 is King Hezekiah and Judah being attacked by King Sennacherib and Assyria. Humanly speaking, Assyria was a powerful nation at that time in history. And it seems what Assyria wanted to do, she was able to do. It was Assyria that defeated and deported the northern kingdom of Israel just 20 years earlier. King Sennacherib, because of King Hezekiah's rebellion against being his vassal, decided to go up against Judah. And so he went to the land of Judah and captured all of the fortified cities of Judah. He then went to Jerusalem, the capital of Judah, the residence of King Hezekiah with perhaps about 200,000 of his soldiers. He was going to finish the job. King Hezekiah, we read, went up to the temple of the Lord and spread out his situation his difficulty before the Lord. He went to God and prayed, no doubt, at length about his very great trouble. And the Lord, through the prophet Isaiah, said this to Hezekiah, 2 Kings 19, verses 32 and 33. This is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return, declares the Lord. The Lord, through Isaiah, gave Hezekiah a wonderful promise. Well, what happened? Two things. 
2 Kings 19, verses 35 and 36. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. Two things happened. One, God made a promise, and he, of course, kept it. And then two, Hezekiah, I think it is correct to say, because of the promise of God, received comfort, peace, confidence to go on in facing the challenge that was before him. Is Psalm 46 about this incident with Sennacherib? Whether this is the historical context or not, verses 5 and 10 do remind us of the promises of God and that he has also given us promises to draw upon in the difficult times of our lives. By the way, do you know how many promises there are in the Bible? A school teacher from Canada, during his 27th reading of the Bible, tried to tally up the number of promises. It took him a year and a half to do this, and he came up with approximately 7,500 promises that God has made to man. That's 7,500. I would say that there are promises of God in the Bible for every aspect, for every situation, for everything about our lives. And so, this is what we need to do in reference to that. We need to learn the promises of God. We need to, as Ezekiah, we need to rest in the promises of God. We need to become confident in God because of them, believe them, and trust in God for them. Every day in your devotions, you might want to look for a promise of God as you read his word. Underline it, learn it, and then take it with you into that day. But also, we have the promises of God. Our last divine resource of Psalm 46, briefly, is this. The sovereignty of God. Notice, that's actually at a good point because I'm going into my last point, so... Once again, I think it's going to be like five, uh, six minutes to finish up, just like before. Yeah. 
our last divine resource of Psalm 46 briefly is the sovereignty of God. Notice verses 8 and 9 of Psalm 46. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. The sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God quite simply is God rules. God reigns. God is in control of all things for his glory. God is in control of our lives for his glory. And there is no one nor group which can oppose, frustrate, or limit any purpose of God for God's glory. A fellow pastor once prayed, Father, may we go forth into your world knowing that you are the sovereign ruler of every blade of grass. From the atoms in the smallest insect to the stars that move in their courses, you are the sovereign God. May we do that. May we go forth into God's world knowing that God is king. Martin Luther, as I have already mentioned, had Psalm 46 as his favorite psalm. He put it to music, both verse and tune, in the year 1529. Martin Luther wrote at least 35 other hymns, including Away in a Manger. When Martin Luther was at the Diet of Augsburg, uh, a formal assembly at Augsburg, he would go, I have read, each day to a window. And standing at the window and looking up to heaven, he would sing his 46th Psalm to his lute, an instrument like the guitar. So let's say to his guitar, with his guitar, he would sing, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Luther evidently wanted to remind himself every day at the Diet of Augsburg of the truths of Psalm 46. May we live every day in the great truths of Psalm 46. We have a difficulty upon us. Some of us, again, have more than one. But may we remember the refuge of God, the strength of God, the promises of God, and the sovereignty of God. May we every day take with us God's protection of us, his power for us, his pledges to us, and his unfailing 
purposes concerning us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please help us to profit from this message by taking these truths and having them in our lives every day. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your care for us. Thank you so much for your word, which tells us of your care, of your faithfulness, of your love. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you have worked and that we are your children. Again now, help us to live to your glory as your children, remembering the refuge and the strength and the promises and the sovereignty of our God. In Jesus' name, amen.